Welcome to the Product Power Up Podcast, where you'll learn how to take every aspect of your product business to the next level. From product design to product sales, crowdfunding to retail, operations to marketing, we talk about it all. Now, let's power up your business. Here are your hosts, Emerson Hammer and Russell Steed. Hey everyone, welcome to another Product Power podcast. Uh, today we have Hunter with us, um, Hunter's with Pitted Labs. We're really excited to dive into today's conversation. Um, we had an original agenda plan for this, but we decided kind of last minute to change things up a little bit and dive into some new topics that we weren't really planning on. So I'm excited to, to get into to, to Hunter's uh, role in Pitted Labs and, and get a little bit more information from them. So Hunter, if you want to give us a little intro into you and to, to Pitted Labs and what you guys have been doing, are doing, and where you guys are going, that'd be awesome. Yeah. First off, uh, thanks for the invite. Um, Emerson, I think you and I met a couple weeks ago vicariously through some LinkedIn messaging, stuff like that. Um, yeah, good old LinkedIn. Good old LinkedIn. We love LinkedIn. Um, yeah. So a little bit of background for me. Um, my, my whole background is pretty much in private label selling. I've dabbled in retail arbitrage um, through Amazon, a little bit of Walmart, eBay, stuff like that. So kind of that gritty uh, hustle environment, I'll call it. Um, and then now I'm with Pitted Labs, been, been with them for about almost three years now. Um, as a company, we've been around for technically five years, been really going at it for the past three. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a wild journey. Um, like Emerson kind of said in the intro, Pitted Labs is a consulting agency for Amazon and now Walmart, um, especially as well now. And then we've got two sister companies that have been launched within the last 12 months, Pitted Logistics and Pitted Ventures. So we're really trying to become, instead of just a consulting agency, really a partner um, for, for new and potential brands to come work with us that encompasses more than just, hey, let's do some advertising or, you know, that, that stereotypical agency approach. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of services you guys you guys offer in that. So just to kind of clarify, you guys do Amazon consulting, uh, selling on Walmart consulting. Um, you guys have a fulfillment arm, and then your venture venture firm where you guys invest capital into into your to your clients. Is that accurate? Kind of those are your four or five. Yep, um, exactly. Markets. We we're also building out some proprietary software to kind of encapsulate all of these other companies together as well. So hopefully within the next six to 12 months, that'll be available to the, the public as well. Dude, you guys are going ham over there. Software, <laughs> logistics, <laughs> consulting. What, what else is on the roadmap? <laughs> oh my gosh, real estate investors coming at you soon. They're going to be coming out with Amazon delivery trucks. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if, if I could go back four or five years, I would probably be building as many commercial warehouse spaces as possible. Because oh I'll tell you what, warehouse space is so difficult to find right now. And when you yeah. find it, you're paying you're paying a pretty penny for it. <laughs> oh, seriously, yeah. Emerson and I were looking at warehouses about two years ago, and we're like, ah, yeah, no, nah. we should have just done it. Yeah, yeah, that's a golden uh, nugget right there. Uh, um, but no, it's awesome that you guys are definitely involved into a, a lot of. I guess kind of going into that, you guys have a lot of, uh, I guess maybe revenue streams or services that you guys offer. Um, maybe real quick, if you want to touch in. How do you guys target a client that you guys want to bring on? Well, you guys have so many different offerings. Are you guys doing like, hey, we would like to invest capital into this product. Let's go pitch our VC firm to them. Or these clients could do also on Amazon to reach out to them, them. Or, hey, these guys need fulfillment. Let's go to the, like, 
do you guys target one way as one like a lead marketing tool to get them in to kind of offer all of your services or do you guys focus on one and then offer the other service on top of that or how yeah. are you going to focus your clients on that so pitted labs the the consulting aspect of it is our bread and butter that's our our main core competency um is amazon and now walmart consulting um and then from from that has kind of birthed the the pitted logistics and pitted ventures because we found that okay one of our clients they are they're their 3pl we're pretty much teaching their 3pl what we need to be doing for the amazon fulfillment yeah their their warehouse said they know how to use fn SKU labels like what all the amazon intricacies and requirements are and then at the end of the day we're the one telling them oh you need to be doing this and this and so it it, it kind of came to realization being like hey why are we teaching all these 3pls the ins and outs of amazon's logistics and just start our own um uh, it, it happened from like just a, a coffee house conversation and now six nine months later it's full-blown like we're up to our ears um, so it's been crazy, but getting back to the point, as far as finding new brands that we want to work with, we, we, we present ourselves saying, Hey, we want to, we want to be the hero for you. Um, let us help you take your Amazon and your Walmart level to the next step. Um, and then with that, now we can include logistics. And then eventually if we get to the point of the conversation, if they need funding, Hey, we've got that as well. So there hasn't really ever been a moment in time where we say, oh, we need to focus just on ventures or just logistics or just pitted labs. But because they're all so cohesive together, they kind of fit. So we'll be talking to a potential brand that wants to work with us and they find out we have logistics and their interest just skyrockets or vice versa. We'll be talking with a brand about um, implementing our, our 3PL and warehouse. And all of a sudden they find out we do Amazon and Walmart consulting as well. And their interest just spikes. So it's been kind of a full funnel thing um, and really just adding to our value of the pitted culture that we have more than just one service to be able to provide. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so I've heard a lot of different companies that have, um, I, we've seen quite a few Amazon consultants. We, we had an interview a couple weeks ago with another Amazon consulting agency and things like that, but I have, I have not met anyone else that does Walmart consulting. Um, so that definitely is a unique, uh, unique realm that I haven't really, really considered or looked into much. Um, how is that like someone selling Amazon? Is that a pretty easy crossover to Walmart or where kind of some of the differences, pros or cons in, in, in that world between Amazon to Walmart? Yeah, the, the Walmart conversation um, and opportunity is, I'd say, in, in my opinion, kind of came out of thin air over the last 12-ish months, maybe a little bit longer as well. Um I would say that Walmart's the, the the closest direct competitor with Amazon than any mar other marketplace out there. Um, I mean, if you're familiar with the intricacies of Seller Central and Amazon, it, it's a relatively easy transition to understand how Walmart Seller Center works. Um, so a lot of the little naming conventions are just a little bit different from so, Walmart, so they can kind of separate themselves. So they went from Seller um, Central to Seller Center. Yeah, you kind of get the gist there. They couldn't use it or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, Amazon's got fulfilled by Amazon. Walmart's got Walmart fulfillment services. So, like I said, it's from a, a jargon standpoint, like a pretty easy transition. Mm -hmm. 
So I guess this hasn't been part of the conversation uh, that I've ever really had with other brands, other other companies. I know I know it's a possibility to sell on Amazon or on sorry Walmart.com, uh, but brands aren't talking about this. So I guess and you said it just kind of came up in the past less than a year, you know, seven, eight, ten months, whatever. But uh, what what kind of made it become part of the conversation, or what's making it, what's really pushing it? Where has it been, and where's it going? You know, I'm asking like a thousand questions all in one, but I'd love to kind of hear yeah, <laughs> kind of why, why is it now coming to, to the forefront? Yep. Um, I, in my opinion, I think the, the main reason for that is if you look at Walmart retail, like they've already got the infrastructure to be able to support something like walmart.com. So it was really just getting that tool out there available for these third party sellers to then join. Um, I, I think another, and we were kind of talking about this off the recording. Um, another pro for Walmart is everybody has kind of that stereotypical Walmart customer in the back of their head. Um, mm -hmm. But because of walmart.com, um, they've been putting a lot of research and pay between becoming organically searchable for just your, your regular Google search. And because of that, what these Walmart listings, just as they do with Amazon, are, are populating organically, sometimes even above the Amazon listings. So they're putting a lot of effort into becoming discoverable just from these vague Google searches. And because of that, it, it's creating this different audience um, for Walmart.com versus your, your stereotypical in-store Walmart retail customer. Yeah, because that's interesting. I've talked to quite a few brands that are like, hey, for... For whatever can we talk about for like you think of a Walmart customer, that's a certain demographic that you're going for. Yep. So some brands they don't like, hey, we won't sell in the store because that's not our brand, that's not our demographic or brand protection or whatnot. Are you seeing anything kind of like that with Walmart.com? Is it a bit you can be maybe for brand protection or branding in general, you may not have those much of those restrictions, or I guess usually what you think of like high-end products may not be on Walmart is is kind of typical, like for what most brands I think would, would, would imagine. So does that mean you guys are either targeting certain type of brands or certain brands will do better on walmart.com? Are you kind of seeing that like, Hey, if you can be Google searched, you should be on walmart.com. Yeah, that's a great point. This is, this is what I tell because we're helping a lot of our current Amazon clients expand to the walmart.com. Um, so this is, this is what I tell them that Walmart is not essentially going to be one of those cash cow marketplaces for you right now, but okay. If you could go and join Amazon five, six, seven years ago, would you have? Um, so I think Walmart's in that similar situation where, yeah, we're, we're going to be true with ourselves that it's not going to be a cash cow off the bat. But holistically speaking from your brand, your product can be found on Walmart. So let's make sure you at least have a presence there and a solid presence to protect your brand quality and your brand equity to make sure that if somebody does stumble upon a Walmart listing, that they find you and they find you and not some reseller that has some janky listing put up with one of your products. Um, so for me right now, the most important part is just that brand quality and that brand equity. Um, and because it is so new, there's, there's a little bit of like jankiness going on with like Walmart seller center <laughs> and stuff like that, that they're still trying to figure out they'll get there eventually, but they are so new that those things happen. Okay, whenever you hear the word janky, I got to know your definition of janky. So when you say oh, Walmart janky, jankiness going on, what, what does that entail? Oh, man. Um, so just <laughs> every once in a while, buckle up. Yeah, like yeah. everyone thought a, a link won't work. Or for some okay. reason, I can't download the inventory health report or stuff like that. Like it, it gets fixed quick. Um, 
but that's that's kind of what I'm referring to when I say janky. Uh, so <laughs> more UI stuff. More UI. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I mean, it's a new platform that they're really building out. So that mm -hmm. definitely makes sense. Um, on the so you're saying it's not a cash cow, but it's something that it's like, hey, almost uh, from <laughs> excuse me from an omni-channel approach, like you want to be everywhere you can be, and it makes sense to be on walmart.com. Um, from that point of view, say, okay, if I make $1,000 on um, on Amazon, what could I expect from Walmart, you know, right off the bat? And then maybe once it's matured a little bit, like what's kind of the, the size comparison, volume comparison between the two? Yep. Yeah, that's also a great question. I, I would say, and this is this is what I tell um, some of our current clients and potential brands that we want to work with, that it's a real expectation to expect about 5% of what you're doing to, on Amazon for Walmart. Okay. Okay. Um, granted, there's, there's not a lot of um, proof behind that statistic, but that's kind of what we've found, at least in these early days, um, from some of our really large clients that are doing really well on Amazon that they're doing about five-ish percent on Walmart. Well, I mean, if I could get an extra 5% revenue, like I'd do it. So, I mean, it makes sense, well, even though it's, it's a lot yeah. smaller. And the exciting part is like, nobody can really say they've been selling on walmart.com for years and years and years. So when it comes to a competitiveness, um, it's relatively easy for these smaller brands to even get, get a piece of the pie because reviews... Um, are, are pretty low still. And so relatively easy to enter into the market. Yeah, I kind of want to dig into that just a little bit more. So it's like almost as an early adopter. Yes, it's probably not going to be as yep. much of a revenue driver because it's not as adopted on the consumer side as much as Amazon is. But uh, do you do you foresee, you know, within, I know Amazon's got their algorithms and there's just so many products on there and so many knockoffs and China, direct shipments from China that it makes it really hard for some brands to even break yeah. into Amazon now. Um, as far as like the algorithm and, and finding products and, and ranking, how does that look like? Well, what does it look like on walmart.com? Yeah, I would say, again, if you have an understanding of how Amazon works um, and how their algorithms are, Walmart's is very similar, um, at least from what we can tell right now. There, there are some differences when it comes to advertising. Um, one of those differences being like you can't advertise on. So Walmart advertising is on the keyword basis as well you can't advertise on a brand's keywords, um, which is a little bit different from Amazon. Um, that's one of the, one of the, the main differences. Um, but, but things like that are, are kind of what make the difference for these, like you said, early adopters for the Walmart program is they can come in and solidify a presence um, with Walmart. Mm -hmm. And do you, do you foresee that their rankings will probably be better because they've been on there longer? Or um, is that kind of one of the pros or one of the, the reasons that you tell people to, to get onto the platform right now? Yeah, I have no reason to, to think otherwise um, that it is a benefit to be an early adopter. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just like with Amazon, if, if you can get 30, 40, 50,000 reviews in a couple of years, that's, that's going to play out over the next five or six years for Walmart. So mm -hmm. yeah, exactly to my point, when I'm talking to these brands, they're like, oh, Walmart, that doesn't fit for us. Like, I don't think we really wanna be there. And then you go do a little bit of searching on them. You're like, oh, I do have a couple of competitors on here. Maybe I should take that jump as well and get going on Walmart. 
So um, kind of along that same vein, if if I have a brand, you know, it's a fairly new product, I'm trying to get on Amazon uh, and then, you know, Walmart's an option as well. So I haven't really broken into the Amazon space. Listing a new product there, it's going to take me some some time to build up those reviews, get good ranking because there's just so many products there. So there's really a build up phase. Um, if I went and did the same thing, you know, listed the same product on walmart.com, what's the competition look like? Like, am I able to get maybe first page on some of my biggest keywords because there's not as much competition or is there, is it still like a, a good ramp up period to be able to get kind of first page results and, and really list or rank for those, those big keywords? Yeah. Two, two parts to that for me. Um, so as far as yes, you've been accepted to sell on Walmart and you're selling on Walmart, you have inventory available for sale. Um, I think you will be able to increase your organic ranking a little bit easier, especially from a, a defensive or branded perspective, because advertising can't technically be done against any of your brand related keywords. Um, that, but sorry to, to jump in there. Is that only if you are listed on there? So like, for example, uh, XYZ, you know, product, if they're not on walmart.com, can somebody start bidding against that term? Sure. Yeah. And it Walmart's does, I think it's best at kind of separating that, but it's not down to a T. So say I sell phone cases and I'm trying to go against brand A when I'm brand B, I can still say I want to advertise against brand A's keywords. Brand B, brand A, I'm confusing myself now. Brand A <laughs> needs to tell Walmart, hey, this other brand is bidding against our defensive, our own keywords please take them off. Um, okay. So there, there is a little bit of like dipping between that. Um, but backing up a little bit to selling on Walmart, one of the differences between Amazon and Walmart again is Walmart, there's a, a little bit more tedious of an application process. So not your, your average Joe can just go on there and start selling. Yeah, they can probably get a seller center account. Um, but Walmart does a lot more due diligence as far as like verifying brands before they let them onto the platform. Um, I've seen it once where one of our clients applied to sell on Walmart and they came back saying no. Um, so there is a little bit more due diligence. I think from the moment that you decide you want to sell on Walmart to when you have products live on, on Walmart is a little bit longer of a process because if you're familiar with Amazon, they have Amazon FBA and FBM. So fulfilled by Amazon or fulfilled by merchant. Walmart now has that same thing, but you have to apply. Once your selling application for Walmart has been accepted, you have to apply to the WFS program to be able to send an inventory to Walmart. So there's a lot more applications with Walmart that are going on than Amazon. So the, the ramp up period is a little bit slower on that front as well. That's kind of nice though, yeah. like, as, as far as like brand protection and not just getting spammed and stuff like that. Hopefully like all these uh, counterfeit brands and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure that gives a brand more confidence. Like, okay, I'm here, I'm playing in this space. I'm investing in this new platform. They're going to protect me. I could see that being a, an assurance. Yeah. Over, well. over time, I think that's going to be really important um, to kind of prevent similar situations that have happened on Amazon. Like to be honest, I'm I'm getting kind of excited about Walmart. I haven't thought of it this way, but it's like <laughs> I, I gotta put someone on Amazon on Walmart now. Um, just because like, yeah, for a brand, you wanna this is sounds like a golden opportunity. Maybe it's doing a great job selling us. I don't I don't have anything to sell at Walmart right now, but I'm gonna figure it out. Um, but uh uh that it's like it's a newer platform, you can get into the entry phase. And I'm honestly like I am being more converted to the Walmart 
I'm a, I'm a Walmart plus subscriber or whatever it is now. And, and uh, the reason for that is like it, I mean, you've got to talk, it seems like Walmart has a couple different avenues where they have, they have Walmart stores. So that's different from what we're talking about, walmart.com. Um, and then they have, at least part of my Walmart plus subscription as a consumer, I can get like groceries delivered same day, but that, I think that's a bit different than what you guys are talking about on walmart.com, but I also get like free shipping on walmart.com and it comes within a couple of days. Like it's pretty, pretty quick. Um, yep. So it seems like there's a lot of different avenues that Walmart's going that makes me like, okay, I know I can like, it's easy for me to order from the app and stuff like that as a, as a consumer. So I can see Walmart growing that channel pretty significantly. Um, but maybe can you can kind of touch on that. Cause one of the things is like, I, I focus on the supply chain side of stuff and I know I, we've done shipments to, to Walmart in the past and it's like, they have their routing guides and shipping stuff into store can be a huge pain in the butt. I'm not sure if there's same similar requirements to .com. Um, and kind of the, maybe the difference or do those programs like bleed into each other where it's like, Hey, if you're on .com, you can all, and maybe it helps you sell in stores or are you in stores then get to .com or how do those relationships work? Yeah. So I have heard that obviously selling on walmart.com is really good proof and is a lot stronger of a, um, conversation to help get you into Walmart retail. Um, one of the things that I like about Walmart is the returns. So Walmart pretty much matches Amazon's return policy, 30 days, yada, yada, yada. Um, but if you buy a product on walmart.com, you can take it into a Walmart retail store to return it. So they're, they're symbiotic in, in that relationship. Um, as far as sending in inventory to Walmart for WFS, so from walmart.com, it's relatively simple. Um, they only have a few warehouses right now that they take inbound uh, shipments from. And compared to Amazon, the inbound shipping time is so much faster. Um, I've had shipments that have arrived or have left our warehouse, arrived at Walmart and been checked in and available for sale within three or four days, which is pretty much unheard of from Amazon, especially oh, yeah. once you start doing some larger shipments. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, that's way faster. Yeah. But granted, Walmart has a fraction of the amount of 3PL yeah. sellers sending an in inventory. And you also have to get approved from Walmart to be able to send your inventory in the first place. So there's there's reasons, but I would expect that shipping time over, over time to increase. But right now it's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's quick. That's, that's interesting. Um, um, really quick, I, I had one question. So you said that you can return in store, which is actually, I mean, that's a that's a big um, pro for you know Walmart sellers because and Amazon's tried to do this with like Kohl's and um, and yep. then uh, you know drop off at UPS. They've made it really easy, honestly. Um, but you know, having it even further, like Walmart has so many retail stores that that's super helpful. Um, yep. Do you see a difference in the return rate between Amazon and Walmart, or are you seeing a very similar across the board? Yeah, from, from what I've seen, it's been relatively similar. Um, okay. I don't know how many people actually realize right now that there is a difference between Walmart retail and walmart.com. It's just Walmart is Walmart. Yeah, maybe over time, once they start realizing there's a difference, they can try to play the system or whatever to get more out of returns and things like that. Um, but yeah, as, as of right now, I don't think there is really much understanding of the difference between walmart.com and walmart retail yeah because like for me to be honest before we started chatting i honestly it didn't dawn on me that they're two different things as a consumer because yeah. i'm just on the app and i say 
deliver please and it's pretty, <laughs> pretty quick <laughs> yeah for real it's 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 a it's very quick and uh yeah i, I like it um so that, that's interesting as far as um maybe we kind of talk about brand protection before in like new sellers jumping onto walmart are you seeing that like, i guess like a, a lot of companies on amazon they get started on amazon they might use a tool like jungle scout um mm-hmm. That's only when it comes to, I know there's multiple like that, but basically they say, Hey, this is the brand. I want to research a new product and I want to release it on Amazon. And it's going to be a knockoff on spoons or Tupperware or something like that. Is that happening as much on Walmart where people are like, Hey, I'm going to launch a product just for Walmart or is it more existing brands? They already have maybe a presence and then, then they're going to Walmart or it may, it may not be like Walmart created as their first intention is more like an afterthought. Like, Hey, I already have an existing brand. Let's go to Walmart now. Yeah, I think there's already a mix of both. Um, yeah, I know there is a mix of both. Um, but I think, so going going to your Jungle Scout um, example, there the tools like that, Jungle Scout, Helium 10, they're getting that same functionality for Walmart listings as well. So you kind of can do your due diligence from like a private label standpoint um, on Walmart as well. Mm-hmm. that's the word yeah private label that was our things yep um yeah I, I definitely think walmart has some potential to to kick and i think they're i mean i'm already kind of transitioning more over to to um to to walmart the only thing walmart needs to come out with is this uh walmart music play or something like that i guess <laughs> the playlist <laughs> and then uh amazon streaming. yeah yeah that's the only difference from prime is that uh walmart just needs to have a streaming service and a uh video music service and then they're, they're okay i'll mention that to them yeah 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 let them know <laughs> just, just let them know mr walmart <laughs> put in a good word um <laughs> so I, i'm just kind of curious is there a difference in consumer uh between amazon and uh and walmart i mean because we, we kind of talked about the stereotype of, you know, Walmart retail. Um, so is there still kind of like a difference between the people that purchase on walmart.com versus the people that purchase on amazon.com? Or have you even been able to notice any difference between the two? Yeah, that's a great question. I know there are differences um, in starting to separate a little bit more between like an Amazon customer and a Walmart customer, um, especially with the pandemic happening a, a lot especially with the the elderly demographic a lot of them kind of all of a sudden had to use o- online resources overnight and at the end of the day when they could start going back into like walmart retail stores and stuff like that they found that oh this is actually really convenient i'm getting my groceries delivered to my front door um and so they kind of got a new aptitude for the e-commerce and being able to use online to buy their products or groceries whatever and since then that that baseline that waterline of how many people are actually going in store versus online has stayed a lot higher online because like i said they just found that it was extremely convenient um but yeah there there are audience differences between walmart and amazon customers um like like emerson said though i think there are people slowly but surely transitioning from being amazon to walmart um but there's still a lot of education that needs to go on on the Walmart platform um, for, for that to really start encapsulating. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'd be a hundred percent Walmart guy. They just don't have Jack Ryan. I love Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so that's the only reason I have, I have my Amazon subscription. Once, once Walmart okay, I'm, gets I'm, that. I'm taking notes. I'll suggest all these to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. So um with Walmart, the um oh sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Then that Jack Ryan comment came out of left field. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha, man. <laughs> I'll keep it on your toes, man. This conversation can go anywhere. Number one dynamic. Uh, so, have you ever have you ever told a client of yours not to go on Walmart.com? Is there a reason, or is there ever a situation where you're like, hey, just stay with Amazon, don't go to Walmart, or maybe just don't, it doesn't make sense for Walmart, or or sorry, or Amazon or Walmart. So, is there a situation where you wouldn't want to go on there as a brand? Onto Amazon and or Walmart? Um, I guess more specifically Walmart, but okay. yeah, I guess kind of how it compares. Like, would there ever be a situation where you do one and not the other? Or would there ever be a situation where you don't do either or, yeah. Yeah, for for, for me, it's, it's becoming a lot more, you need to focus and at least have a brand presence on majority. Um, I'll knock off a couple like eBay and stuff like that because those are really just like reseller heavy platforms. Um, but these platforms like Amazon and Walmart, you need to at least at the bare minimum have in your strategy, if you want to be involved in that or deliberately not involved those marketplaces, um, because those can kind of persuade the rest of your thinking, even if it has nothing to do with Walmart or Amazon. Um, we found, especially on the Amazon side that regardless of the things you're doing on Amazon or off of Amazon, they both have an effect on each other. And I think the same goes for Walmart as well, especially over time that what you're doing on Amazon might have an effect on your Walmart presence and vice versa, or what you're doing on your Shopify or your website has an effect on your Amazon and your Walmart. So it's becoming a lot more of a holistic ecosystem that needs to be looked at instead of just, oh, here's our Walmart channel, here's our Amazon channel, here's our Shopify, here's our retail they're all conglomerating together. Um, so at the bare minimum for Walmart, I, I always suggest that they at least get their presence on there again, to protect their brand equity, their brand quality. So that if somebody does search for them on Walmart, they're being found and it's representing their brand appropriately. Well, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit. You said eBay and my mind just went to eBay and me in middle school trying to sell everything on eBay. You got it. Um, and but like how how prevalent eBay was like 10, 15 years ago. Oh, and yeah. if I if I was like the CEO, I don't even know who the CEO of eBay is, but whoever that was, um, I'd be kicking myself in the pants because they had like the industry on eBay. Like eBay was the future of e-commerce, like mm -hmm. online selling. Like, mm -hmm. like that's where it was. And so I think a lot of people um set up to be very dependent on eBay. And they're like, we are an eBay reseller. I, I had a lot of a lot of people I knew that like they just sold on eBay when I was like in middle school. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's a cool, a cool job. And then like none of those people are selling eBay anymore. Like that just became non-relevant. And now everyone went to Amazon. And I could see this kind of being like maybe a similar transition where it's like, hey, you're on Amazon. Amazon, I mean, I don't think Amazon is going anywhere. Like they definitely have established themselves. Mm -hmm. But I think Walmart is like, I'm not saying they're the they're the new, they're the new Amazon necessarily at Walmart, but they're they're definitely playing in that field. So you have to diversify and look at these new channels that are coming up. So you're not the guy that's still doing eBay 20 years later after it's, I mean, it's eBay still going, but it definitely doesn't have the power it had before. Dude, I just sold like 10 things on on, on eBay like a couple months ago. It's okay, Russ, Russ is, Russ is the, the eBay guy. EBay guy you're not, okay, hey, Russell, you're not supposed to sell used deodorant on eBay. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. If I just say it's from Michael Jordan, then it's like, yeah, it yeah. it's yeah. Michael Jordan so used of, in his last game. That's the type of marketer Russell is. He will do anything no. to get us that. Oh, that's a perfect, that is exactly what your eBay 
seller is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's so true. You look at something. I mean, this is total side note, but you look you look for something and you're like, oh man, it's so cheap. And then it turns out it's like a picture of a motorcycle, not the actual motorcycle. Oh, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah, you can buy a motorcycle for three hundred bucks, and then you get it, and it's just like a Hot Wheels version of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true though. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm curious on the uh, for Walmart. Obviously, you know we we know how much time, and a lot of brands are familiar with Amazon, so they know how much time it takes to to manage their their Amazon. Say they don't they don't hire an agency like you guys. Um, yep. Is is Walmart a similar lift? Like how much time should they expect to be putting into Amazon? Or if you're on both, can you kind of kill two birds with one stone? Um, you know, for for brands looking at Walmart, what does it take to to be on there? Yep. How much time? resources do they need to allocate? Yeah, from a, from a time perspective, Walmart is, I mean, it's the same with Amazon as well, heavy upfront. Um, once you've got everything going, like I said, Walmart has a little bit more of a longer application process to, be, to get approved to be able to sell in Walmart. Um, after that, after you get all of your items created, you get accepted to WFS, all of that stuff, Walmart doesn't do as good of a job as Amazon when it comes to like reporting and analytics. Granted, we all know Amazon is not the best either. Um, so take that with a grain of salt when comparing it to Amazon or Walmart. But Walmart still doesn't have even half the capabilities that Amazon has from a reporting standpoint. Um, so because of that, there's at the end of the day, a little bit less that you can do um, moving forward once you have everything set up on Walmart. The real, the real intricacies there are one staying in stock with WFS inventory and then advertising. Um, advertising is a complete beast with, with Walmart. Is it that little, a beast is in it's harder a little bit. Yeah. There's okay. so depending how familiar you are with Amazon's uh, advertising, they do a second tier bidding auction where at the moment Walmart does a first bid. So whatever your bid is, if somebody clicks on it, that's what they're going to pay for um, versus Amazon's where, Hey, I'm bidding $2. The next highest bidder is a, is a dollar. I'm going to pay a dollar and one penny for that click. Um, so it's a little bit harder to understand like true cost per clicks and stuff like that. Um, and then they also have a few rules, rules with Walmart's advertising where you can't win an advertising slot unless you're organically ranked above X percentage or X slot. So there's a little bit more difficulties in ramping up your advertising on Walmart versus Amazon. Interesting, because that was going to be my next question: is like, are since there's not as much competition there, is there are CPMs lower? Is it cheaper? Um, but is, uh, is it actually more expensive, or, or what's kind of your comparison between the two? I wouldn't say it's more expensive. Um, there's uh, there's a lot less demand right now, so you're getting less clicks, and inherently makes it cheaper. Um, but as far as like a CPC standpoint and stuff like that, it's, I would say a little bit less than Amazon right now. But again, the kicker is you don't really have like a true understanding of what your CPC is because you're paying for exactly what you bid. So you, maybe you're bidding $5 when in reality, your CPC could be a dollar and 15 cents. Um, okay. so yeah, that's, awesome. that's a little bit difficult to understand and a little frustrating as well, knowing that, Hey, we might have ad spend going down the drain. Yeah. So is there, uh, that does make it difficult because you could be completely overpaying like by five times over your competitors. And, and you might just slightly be underpaying. 
Yeah, that's true. You maybe you're a penny under and mm -hmm. and you're losing every time. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. So, do you have they made comments about that? Are they are they actively updating their their um, advertising platform? Do you think they will switch to something a little bit more like what Amazon's doing with the second tier? Yeah, I mean, I hear week over week of new changes that are upcoming or that have happened. Mm -hmm. um, so they're they're definitely evolving from the Walmart standpoint. Um, I have heard rumors that they're going to switch to the same as Amazon, where they've got that second tier bid structure. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Walmart's still learning um, how to how to best navigate that advertising platform as well. So like like I said, they're they're new. They're still trying to figure things out, um, and we're just in the middle of that learning. So the way I'm seeing it is if I go on walmart.com and I get on TikTok, I'm going to just be cutting edge, just the newest <laughs> brand, super hip, super oh, cool. TikTok is a completely different conversation. I'm yeah, a we're huge fan go for, for personal and business reasons. Uh, dude, the TikTok Walmart advertiser, that's going to be amazing, man. Hey, I'm going to be a gonna follow that channel. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yes. Um, well, that... I, and uh, Walmart definitely is going somewhere. I think uh, I got to go buy some stock in Walmart because I can see this definitely being the the competitor to, to Amazon. And definitely yeah. it's been, I've been waiting to see who's going to try to take on Amazon and definitely see Walmart uh, slipping into that that role and, and starting actually. Yeah, I, I think Walmart does have that placed right now. Yeah, I, no, I'm going to I'm going to be devil's advocate here. And I just I'm not I can't get my brain around it. I'm not digging the whole <laughs> walmart.com. I've tried it. I've looked at it. It's just not it's not computing for me. I'm just I just like Amazon. And uh, maybe <laughs> maybe I should try out walmart.com. You need to step out of your shell a little bit. I, yeah. I, I totally understand that I should. But man, you know, <laughs> Jeff Bezos has me under this like spell or something. You know? Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I'm under that same spell. Keep buying your, your groceries from eBay. Let's see what you get. Man. <laughs> Dude, apples are so good coming from eBay. Dude. Those aren't apples. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those aren't apples. Yikes, dude. Yikes. No, well, awesome. Well, I think, I mean, we've dove pretty good into to Walmart. I've never talked that much about Walmart in my life, but now I'm going to be dreaming Walmart tonight. So that's mm -hmm. that's awesome. I love it. Um, but we'll get to, to wrapping this, this podcast up. Um, on this hunter thanks so much for for jumping on and, and diving so deep into walmart and all the different strategies and i definitely see it being up and coming and continuing to grow um as we close out our our podcast we have three questions we ask our guests um just kind of get to know you guys a bit better and then they're just fun questions so if you had to start a product-based business and in this case and you're selling a new product on walmart what would it be and why oh geez um well, I'd say if this was two years ago, toilet paper, masks, <laughs> water, home office equipment, water yeah. food. Yeah. Um, no, that's a, that's a really good point. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Amazon as an example as well, um, especially for us us pitted. We've we've really seen that CPG space, so that consumer packaged goods space, really take off these last couple of years. So. If, if I were to start a brand now or, or any time within these last two years, probably something within that realm. Um, so CPG, and what, sure what does that, that entail? Branding is like true and authentic. Um, not trying to beat around the bush or anything, but just true and authentic product. Wait, so what's a CPG? What is that? What, what's entailed in that category? Yeah, so that's consumer packaged goods. Um, so there's a whole plethora of different products that fall into that um food snacks bars 
um, <laughs> stuff stuff like that primarily. Okay. I, so, see okay, I guess that makes sense. Consumables. I, I see this as a cop out answer because it's just so broad. It <laughs> <laughs> would be anything. <laughs> if I were I'm to start anything, that. I would start a podcast and I would start talking to people about Walmart, Amazon, logistics. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you I go. love it. I love it. All right, Hunter, you're you're throwing it back at us, and I enjoy that. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, so what's the? This is the next question. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you can give someone uh, who's starting a business right now? Got it. I mean, my answers for this are always cliche, but they're probably cliche for a reason. Um, I, I would say just take that step because, I in my head, I think of it like this: like action equals motivation, which then equals progress. Um, so by taking those action steps, even if it is a, a fraction of a step, that's where you see progress. Um, and the, the bigger those steps and those actions become, um, that's where motivation follows. So I, I would just, for my cliche answer, say, and my cop-out answer again, <laughs> is just kind of take that next step. Um, looking at Pitted, that's, that's how Pitted Logistics and Pitted Ventures came about. They were kind of these admittedly joking uh, conversations. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait a second, like we should actually do that. And literally the, the next day we drove to Vegas to start looking for a warehousing space. Um, and look at us seven, eight months later, like we're, we're expanding like crazy. So really just take that initial jump. Uh, you're like a modern day Isaac Newton or something man that formula that was a great formula right there was it action equals plus motivation equals progress that's going to be like a i've been saying that, that, that for the last two weeks <laughs> that's awesome that that's great and honestly that's probably the most common thing that we've heard from people is just get in there yeah uh, go all in you know just yep. make something happen so it is it is cliche i will say that but at the same time <laughs> like you said there's something to it uh, uh, and then the last question, Hunter, what is something our audience can do for you? Are you looking for referrals? You guys hiring warehouse space connections with what, what's something that our audience can do for you guys? Oh, another, another loaded question. Um, no. I think I said this already, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, like we're, we're just looking to be a hero for a brand. Um, so whether they need help on Amazon, Walmart, um, if they have some third party logistics that they need help with, um, venture capital, I mean, really anything we, we, we're all about relationships. So even if a brand doesn't have any intention of expanding to Walmart or Amazon, or they don't need any 3PL help, we, we still like to have those conversations um, because it is all about um, relationships and reputation. And who knows down the line, maybe we end up working together. Um, so we just like getting in, in, introduced to new brands, new upcoming brands. Um, and then the obvious answer is Pitted Labs is hiring. Um, we're always looking to bring in new and smart people, um, whether that's for an account manager, an account analyst, an SDR, a sales development rep. Um, we're, we're hiring. Um, and then same goes out for um, all the other ventures as well as we love collaboration. That's two of our foundations for Pitted is entrepreneurship and collaboration. So we, we always love to meet new people, get introduced, um, similar to what you guys have going on with this podcast. Great. That's awesome. Well, Hunter, thanks so much for, for jumping on. We appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, talking with us and exploring Walmart a little bit more. Um, I guess I'll kind of get us out of here real quick. Uh, where can our audience find you? Where, where should they connect with you at? Yeah, find us on LinkedIn. Um, 
I would say Instagram, you can find us on there. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can always reach out to any of us. Um, our, our best would probably be our website or LinkedIn. Okay. That's just pittedlabs.com. I take it. Pittedlabs.com. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. And uh, I can't wait for the Pitted Labs TikTok. High expectations yeah. for that one too, all right? <laughs> Start practicing <laughs> your dance. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, great. Well, thanks again so much, Hunter, for jumping on. Uh, look forward to connecting with you guys uh, uh, more in the future. So thanks so much for your time. Yeah, appreciate it. See you guys. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, and visit us at productpowerup.com to join our community of entrepreneurs just like you.